Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We are back. Um, and for people that's watching this on YouTube, both of us, I am now fully vaccinated. Yes, I am. I I, I, um, I did have the side effects from the second shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was down and out for a day. and woke up with purple toes. I, you know, 2%. Uh, so I'm lucky enough to be in the 2% of the people that got COVID toes from the COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine. Hey. But look at you now. I'm still here. Yeah. Right. I'm still here. You know, so. But, all right. So we got a lot going on, Dr. Daniels. It's, it's, it's the two weeks that we took off. A lot has happened. Um, fortunately, black people still getting shot. Yes. Um, by the police. Um. We've had the Census Bureau results come out mm-hmm. and some states gained some seats and some states lost some seats. Yes. And I don't think anybody knew that was actually going to happen, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked off air about how people of color don't take that serious. You know, you don't want to fill it out, you know, mm-hmm. but now you're starting to see why it's important to fill out the information. So I'm just going to throw that at you, Dr. Daniels, and – but I'm going to ask you a question. And is there any part in the Bible, historically, that had this much stuff going on at one time? Or is it, like, is any, like what part of the Bible is, like, you can relate this to? I would say several parts of the Bible, okay? You know, let's take the census, for example. You know, uh, that's something that... Um, began even in the time of Moses, you know, when they began taking census, when David took census. In fact, the Lord got kind of upset with some folk for, for, for taking census at one time because they did it just to kind of um, alleviate their own fears, you know, to, so they could note that we have, we have more uh, soldiers or we have more than, than our enemies. If you think about uh, even with, um, you know, um, the birth of Christ, you know, that was a census that was going on, right? So that's, you know, you come to pay your taxes, but you also come because you have to, it's, there's a census, and that's how they determine what your taxes are and all those kind of things. So it, it really is a part of, you know, the, the, the structure of um, our, our history from a biblical standpoint, you know, that that's an important thing to do. The irony of it is that we who are Christians, not all, everyone, but a lot of Christians act like when the census comes out that that's something that they should not take part of, that, you know, it's, it's somehow uh, it's the state trying to take their rights away, <laughs> right. you know. And, and some of that is because of how they viewed the census, in, in, you know, during the time of Jesus, you know. Uh, but the irony of it is, is that if we don't take the census, we lose you know, especially minorities, because minorities are oftentimes the ones that are hiding, you know, you know, you know, uh, baby daddy in the house. And you don't want to you know, be honest about him living with you. Right. Uh, even though the information is never shared and, and by law cannot be you know, shared. But but that census determines so much that we as minorities benefit from, you know, like, for example, our schools, you know, federal dollars to schools is based on census data. Federal dollars to for senior citizens and and developing you know living spaces for senior citizens 
based on census data. Uh, uh, all the public funding that goes into first responders is based on census data. You know, how, you know, all those kind of things. And so, if we want our schools better, we have to always make sure we get a one hundred percent count in our communities, so we can get more federal funding to our communities. You know, for roads and waterways, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Now, what's your what's your view on the on the census having race up there? You think it's you think you think minorities benefit for that being up there or or is it a disadvantage? I think it's an advantage personally, you know, and you know let's talk about reparations, for example. Okay. One of the issues that the Republicans have said that if you were to give reparations, you know, for slavery, how would you determine who is owed money? Okay. Now, if, if, if they were to use the census data, it would be easy, right? But if you don't have race up there, then everybody's going to be black if they give reparations. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, folk that really were, were, were uh, ashamed of being, of having one ounce of black blood in them, you right. know, will be, they won't be ashamed anymore. That's right. You know, if they're giving out money for being black. So I think those things are important. I also think those things are important because when you look at how the money is going to communities and, and, and why money is going places, if we don't have that data to, to go back and look at, then we cannot really justify uh, when we go to try to convince people that we have been underserved, you know, because they can say, well, you know, we didn't know it was a minority community. You know, we just presumed it was just people. But that way we can target money better at local levels, state levels, and at the federal level. And again, that's what harms us now is because we are afraid, unfortunately, um, to let our voices be known with the census and with voting. Yeah. It's, racism in America really is um, is, is, is deep. It's rooted, okay. very, it's, it's rooted very deep. To the point where a lot of um, people don't even recognize that they're participating in racism. Mm -hmm. Not to just say that you're a racist, but you're inadvertently participating in racism. Oh, absolutely. Um, really, a lot of times about just being quiet. Well, that's, it has nothing to do with me. I stay in the suburbs. You know, um, you know, I got a nice four or $500,000 house, got a nice car. You know, there's nothing but white people around me. I, I, I don't see that happening. So I, I, can't, I don't have an opinion either way. But I'm be like, but it's right there in front of you right. <laughs> on TV. You know, it's on TV. It's on social media. Yeah. It's like it's happening. What is your stance on that? There are two types of racism. This is how I look at it. There are two types of racism. There is economic racism, and then there is color racism. Okay, and let me give you an example of economic racism. Let's say you know, you know, you grew up in the hood, right? In the ghetto, black folk, ninety percent, right? And then all of a sudden, you, you get this basketball contract, right? And so you're doing good. So you move to a middle-class neighborhood where the houses are, you know, approximately three to 4,000 4, square feet. You, you pay a half a million dollars for your house, white neighborhood. And then Ray Ray and, and, and Taniqua move down the street. <laughs> Even black folk would be saying, what the heck they doing up in here? Right. You know, why are they cutting their grass? Why, you know? See, you know, economically, you know, 
black folk don't even want poor folk moving in the neighborhood. But then there's that color barrier, you know, where people don't want you, I don't care how much money you got, you know, unless you are celebrity status. Right. They don't want you in your neighborhood. The irony of that is most racism stems from religious uh, a background. When you really think of racism, it is a religious thing. People became racist because of how they viewed the Bible. You know, historically, that's it. And, 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 and we don't want to see it that way, I think, because it makes the religious leaders nervous mm-hmm. to admit that that's where it comes from. You know, uh, because they use the Bible all the time. If you think about it, white people have used the Bible to justify slavery. Yeah. Right? You know, they talk about, you know, Noah's descendants. And they say, well, you know, one was supposed to serve the other. And that's why blacks are supposed to serve. They, they use a scripture that says, you know, servants obey your masters. And they say, well, you know, you all need to obey us, you know, and so forth and so on. And so really when you think about the, the, the history of, of racism, see, it used to be a time when racism was not about skin color. Racism was about geographic region, mm-hmm. right? You know. I mean, if you think about it, the, the, the Hebrews were um, mistreated by the Egyptians, right? And so that was about where you came from, your background. Mm-hmm. That was about what God you served, right? You know, if, if, you, if, you, if you served um, the um, Amon-Re, which was the Egyptian god, if you served him, well, because of their religion, you know, they had to treat you a certain way. Right. So if you didn't serve their god, you could be a slave. In the same way with the Hebrews, you know, later on, and even, you know, even before then, but later on in their history, you could be a slave if you did not serve their God, you know, Elohim. If you served him, you couldn't be a slave. So it was about really that, you know, that region, that religious thing. And even as you, you know, you move on to Christianity, it was the same way. It was, it was, you know, the idea that if you were not a Christian, see, if you were a Christian, you couldn't be a, you couldn't be a servant. You couldn't be a slave. But if he was a Christian, excuse, I said it backwards. If you were a Christian, you could not be a slave. If you were not a Christian, then they said, you know what? The Bible teaches us that we should put you under our feet. And so that's what they did, mm. right? And even when they came over to the Western world, you know, when you think about it, right, there was a proclamation, and I can't think of the exact name of the proclamation that that was in a that that Spain and France, you know, and, and England put together to say, well, when we find any place you find and you claim it's yours. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> you, how can it be yours just because you get you, your ship land there? Right. But that's what they said. What did they base it on? The Bible, right? Abraham, as far as your feet can tread, as far as your eyes can see, I'll give it to you. So their thought was when they came to, to, to the Western states, you know, North America and South America, Right, Spain took South America and said, "What? This belongs to us." Although you have all those indigenous people there, <laughs> right. right? They're looking at y'all like, "What are you talking about? Hey, how's it you all's land?" <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the, the Europeans came to North America, right, and they said, "What? This belongs to us. We know y'all are here, but we don't care. This ain't y'all land. Get off the land." And and the Indians have been living there for thousands of years, right. you know. And so, you know, that, that's the sad truth. But we, I won't say we, but you know, religion. If you, if you were take that taking that out of the picture, if you if you if you divorce the world from religion, and go back in time, that there, there was no racism, right? And then on top of that, 
because you was a servant for a certain number of years, and then you was free. They treat you totally different. Right. It's it was more of a contractual type deal. Mm-hmm. Like you know what? Hey, you're my servant. You know, you know. Some people treat you worse than others. Like working at a job. Mm-hmm. Okay, you do your seven years. Boom. Have a nice life. Right. You you moved on. And, and for the most, like I say, if if a, if in Africa, for example, if one tribe took another tribe and they became their servants, right? But they the women they they you they they married them, or they you know they you know right. were intimate with them. But the child was not a slave, right? Because Nan was my child. So you know, so you didn't stay in servitude, right? Right. Whereas you know, with Christianity. You were there forever. Your children were there forever. And so here we are now, and it's so embedded in us because now we've moved from who your God is to what your color is. And people say, well, I'm colorblind. That's the worst kind of racism to me when a person says I'm colorblind. I, I don't see you as black. So what do you see me as then? Are you seeing me as white? So, I mean, you know, how can right. you tell me you're looking right at me, but you say, I don't see you. What do you see me as in from a black? Right. See what you're doing. People, they, I, I know that they mean well, but if you tell me you don't see me as black, you are denying my humanity. You are denying that blacks are equal in every way to whites. Because if you, you know, thought we were equal, you wouldn't say I'm colorblind. Right. You know, when you see a pair of sh- shoes, and, and Nike got a red pair, and Nike got a white pair, <laughs> right. you don't say to yourself, I'm colorblind. Right. You say, give me those red Nikes, but you right. still call them Nikes. Right. Give me those white Nikes. See, so when people say they're colorblind, they don't even realize it, like you said earlier. They are racist right. and just don't know it. They don't know it. That, that's the part that really, like, irks me. Or, the, or when you start venting about what you're going through as a black person, and the white people be like, you're not going through that. Like, I remember the case in point. I, I made a, a Facebook post years ago about, you know, how difficult it is, you know, being black and trying to get a loan at the bank. Mm-hmm. And, and one of my friends, you know, he's he's Hispanic, but looks white. Kind of like um, Canelo Alvarez, if you know boxing. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I go to the bank all the time and get a loan. And, and I'm a minority. I'm looking at him like, look at yourself. Mm-hmm. I bet when you walk in there, you're, you know, you got on a button down shirt, polo tie. They can't tell if you white, black, Hispanic, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Asian, whatever. Like you look white. Right. Like right. let's call it what it is. Right. But he refused to believe that I couldn't go into the bank mm-hmm. and get, and just get a loan right out the back. And so it's like, okay, I get it. It's about believing, but I already know that if I go in the bank, and you go in the bank at the same time for the same loan, mm-hmm. the chances are you will get it, and I won't, and I can have better credit that, that, than you. That. And the real the reality is this. Just like, you think about this for a second. When we say people of color now, right, what do we really mean? What, what does society mean? Okay, an Asian person, they say, is a person of color. They ain't talking about them. But no, but they really, I'm just saying, you saw the Grammys, right? Right. They said the first woman of color to direct a film, right, right. with Oscar. She was Asian. So, so when they say people of color now, what they mean is you're white or you are other. Other. Right? 
So if you're white or other, that means that white is right and everybody else is what? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> right. You follow me? Because yeah. it's the white people or people of color. Like white is not a color. I mean, granted, we say it's the absence of color, but you don't walk in the store and say, give me some non-colored paint. Right. You say, give me the white paint. So why is it that everyone else is different than white folk? Why is it white folk and then people of color? If you are from Iran, right, they consider you to be a person of color. If you are from anywhere other than Europe, you know, uh, uh, Russia, you know, those Scandinavian countries, you're a person of color. Even though there are Asians that are lighter than people from the UK. Yeah. Isn't that a kick in the head? Mm -hmm. So if, if, that, if the, 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 the mere fact that that's how we treat the world says what? The, the forms that you fill out are racist, mm -hmm. you know, because they don't say, you know, they, they list white as if everyone else is an other. Then they take it a step further and say, are you um, African-American? Then they got, now they got a subcategory, Hispanic, or, you know, it's like, no, I'm just African-American. Right, but there's a reason for that. Because... If you're, if you're African-American originating through the slave trade, you are less than anybody else. If, 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 right. if you know, I mean, really, that's, right. how, that's how it's looked at, you know? That you, you think about this. You think about people from um, India, right? Mm -hmm. Their skin just as dark as ours. Yep. They're not viewed the way we are, though. No, they're not. They got dark skin though. I and I have I've been told um, before by a man that was Indian. He said you can't go in to make it get a loan, but I can. So let me uh, go in there and, and go shop this around and get a loan for this. Even people from India look at us and look down on us. Every every listen, folk that then came across the border from Mexico, right? Right. Then swam the water. Then been out there in the hot sun, or get here and look down on us, and we've been here all this time and got twice as much money as they got. Right. But they do. You know, it's amazing to me how our culture, again, our culture, everyone's, no one's culture is accepted except white culture. Not really. I mean, you know, right. of course, we don't got a lot of young, young black folk, want, excuse me, a lot of young white guys want to act black. But reality of it is, why is it that it, to get a good job, I have to act and look like I'm assimilating right. into the melting pot? Why? And right. why is the melting pot assimilation to become more white? Right. It, it's that's what I like. That's what I like about being an entrepreneur. You know, I can come to work or whatever I want to put on. You know, it's not necessarily I'm going to look good, but I'm going to be regular. Well, you can kind of work the way you want to put on, but when you're doing business with the world. Right. You're in the same boat. When they come, if if, if the state come and audit you. Right. You know, we all put on, it's, it's just like the, the movie, um, The Butler. We all put on that face. Right. You know, you walk in the bank. We put on that face, right? You don't. We don't walk in the bank and say, "Yo, hey, man, what's it look like?" Right. 
know? Right. What you need? I'm trying to get about, you know, maybe 500 ducats from you. No, we walk in the bank, we say, good morning, how are you doing today? Right. You know, I'm here because blah, 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 blah. Here's my balance sheet. Here's my financial statement. You know, you we cannot be, uh, we cannot take our culture into the business world unless you're a rapper. Right. Then they expect it. Then when, then if you're a rapper and flip the script on them, then they shocked. Right, because what they're gonna do is what your your manager is the one handling your stuff, not even you. Yeah. Right, because even even that person is not gonna be respected as a business person until he prove himself. And then, like you say, then they in awe. Right. You know. But anyway. It's yeah, bad, it's. It, I remember when my dad. He was he was what um GE executive of GE, and Russell Simmons had did an interview like on sixty minutes or something. He's like, wow, I can't. He, I can't believe he was that articulate and everything. I was like, he's running a $50 million company. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you saw him, you know, on stage with a gold chain on and stuff, don't mean he don't know what he's doing. Absolutely. Uh, most people view black people based on, the, again, if, if our, our whole culture is seen as being substandard, you know, so that right there sets the stage for, People seeing us as not human. See, I really believe that people see us as human. You know, just like in the Bible, the um, the 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 the, the uh, Jews and the, and the Christians didn't see the Gentiles as having the same worth as they did. You know, it was a separation. You know, Jews and Gentiles, because that's why they could they couldn't intermarry because they were not where you were. I think it's the same thing here. Is that that's why it's so easy for them for the white policeman to shoot a black man. Because they don't see you as being right. in, having any worth, they don't see you, they don't see your your humanness. You know, I have seen white people get stopped by police and cuss them out mm-hmm. and threaten to kill them, and nothing happens to them. Right. But Sandra Bland just said, "Why do I have to put my cigarette out? It's my car." Right. And she's dead. Right. It's. It's really a shame, and it's and it's and then on top of that, it's, it's so simple of a solution. Just stop shooting us. Like, you know, I can hear the other person say, "Well, y'all stop acting out at the traffic stop," but you just made mention of a white man cussing the the officer out and everything, and nothing happens to them. How many mass shooters to go on mass shootings and get taken alive? Absolutely. And, 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 and then protect yeah. it. You know, we talked about this before. And protect it on the way to the car. They, they put a vest on them. And, and everybody's not acting out. The, the young Brown, Brown that just got shot in Elizabeth City. He wasn't right, acting, acting out. out. Right. I'm just, just sitting in his driveway. They rushed him shooting. They didn't rush. They didn't come up to him and say, you know, hey, uh, Mr. Brown, how you doing today? Right. You know, they rushed him with guns drawn. That's a whole different ball game. Just like the the uh, lieutenant um, that was in um, off of four sixty, you know mm-hmm. that um, that they out in Windsor, right? They approach him what with guns drawn, right? Right. Now let's let's think about this for a second. If the police put us put his lights on, right, and you slow down and drive to a lit place, why would they think that you're trying to escape? Right. See, that don't even make sense. Matter of fact, 
that's what you are told to do. To do. By the police. Right. They tell you if it's in a dark place for our safety and yours, pull over to a, a, a lighted place. So you do it and you still get accosted. Right. So oftentimes we get in trouble for doing the right thing. Right. And what's so crazy, he said, because there was no uh, real license plate. But when you watch the video, you clearly see the license plate is in his back window, mm -hmm. and he's already been pulled over to, for this once before. Now, it's not his fault that the DMV is taking forever for it to get him his plates. Like everybody, remember when coronavirus and the mm -hmm. first stimulus checks hit? Everybody, every time you was riding around, all you saw was thirty with thirty eight tags. Right. Everybody getting new cars, right? And, right. and the DMV was on um, appointment only, mm -hmm. so. You had to have the 30 day tag up there. Right. So my man's got the 30 day tag. There's no thing in the back. He's got it hanging in the in the back window. Once you get out the car mm -hmm. and see it there, mm -hmm. everything you should have walked and said, you know what, sir? I'm sorry. Right. We didn't see it. I see that you got it. Um in the thank story. You. Right, right, in the store. Right. Have a nice day. But you're gonna pull your gun out when you see. See, I don't believe he couldn't have seen it. If you got your head beams, your lights on. Right, you're gonna see it. You're gonna see something. But granted, maybe you're not sure what it is. But if the person slows down and pulls over to a lighted spot, I don't get the problem. You know, I, I don't get it. But I can tell you, a friend of mine, a, a pastor of a church, okay, was leaving a meeting that we were having. Um, he was accused of doing a California roll. You know, I, I don't know if all the people listening or looking know what that means, but it's when you slow down but don't come to a complete stop you know, at a, at a stop sign or a right. red light. So anyway, that's what they say he did. So anyway, he does that, but he's two blocks from his house at the time. So, you know, he's in his, you know, he's, he was making a turn into his neighborhood. Policeman lit him up in Virginia Beach. And since he's right near his house, he slows down, calls the dispatcher, and tells them what's happening and says, but I'm just going to pull into my driveway. And he does that, right? Now, the officer, when he pulls behind him, draws his gun, and this man is wearing a suit and tie, and tells him lay face down on the, on the driveway. Come on. Yeah, lay face down in the driveway. He says, "Sir, this I'm at home now. Uh, I mean, what's the problem? I don't even know what the problem is." He's yelling at him. I'm not going to tell you again. Lay face down in the drive. Lay, lay lay face down. Okay. Yeah. Right now, here's what you know and I know. He ran that license plate number, mm -hmm. right? The license plate came back to a church. So he knew that somehow this car is what is, you know, is 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 um connected right. to a church. But since it's a black man, I don't even care. Right. And he gets that with a suit on. So pretty much this probably is the preacher. Right. And you still tell him to get on the ground. For what? What, what about what he did made it appear as if he was a threat to you? Right. Uh, part of it, I think, with people that's, I think the issue with law enforcement is the type of person that's applying for the jobs. You can't out-train a person's personality if they went into the went into that job to do something 
you know, to do certain things. Right. You're not going to be able to train that out of them. Because right. I, I, I want to be a cop to do X, Y, and Z. I want to be a bully. I want, right, I want to be a bully because I got bullied or that's just, I want to be able to do that, take my frustrations out on people and not have any repercussions right. for it. Showing my authority. Right. Like, because like the, how I feel about the guy in Windsor, I'm willing to bet that whole situation snowballed in his own head. The cop. Oh, yeah. He was. He probably was already upset about something else. And then it just snowballed. Because it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. The problem is you can't have that happen in your profession. Right. You got to check your feelings and your problems at the door when you put the uniform on. Mm-hmm. And then when you get in that squad car with your weapons on you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you turn around and shoot somebody out of frustration Okay, now that person is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've affected their family. And I guarantee you, like when you're sitting by yourself, you feel horrible. I hope they feel horrible. Right. I'm not talking about for the ones that 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 literally just let stuff just snowball in the head. Like, right. like yeah, you gotta got to be able to, there's no like when like I said before, if you're running down behind somebody. And like that kid that got shot, that um, the thirteen year old kid that got shot, and, and the young lady shot him. There was no benefit at all. There was nothing good could come out of you getting out of your car and chasing down behind him, right. because either you was going to shoot him or he was going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. So I say take option C, which is do nothing or radio it in, say he's down there, and we'll catch up with him later, mm-hmm. because nothing good can come out of it. Because right. if you shoot him. Now you now your whole your career in jeopardy. It's but all he, on TV. But he dropped the gun. He dropped the gun. But I'm just saying, like, there's no. I think the police don't really. I think they're starting to get it, but not getting it. Getting it. It's like when you pull that weapon, you're putting yourself now in jeopardy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, even though you may have a is a dead person on the other end of the gun, but your life is going to be forever changed. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. You may lose your job, you or you may be in jail, or like you say, your your own inner self. Right. But you know what? I'll say this too, though. I really think that some of them justify it, and therefore have no remorse. Right. I, you know, I could be wrong. I, I'm, I think some of them literally have no. I, I just don't think they see black people as human beings. I really don't think they do. I think. Because it, it, it's, it ha- it's happening too much. It's you know, like it's, shooting, it's like uh, hunters shooting deer. Yeah, it, it's happening too much. It's too frequent. It is, it is so, some of the, and, and the reasons why they get shot makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, look at how many blacks have been running away and got shot in the back. Mm-hmm. Think about the young boy that was just walking down the street, you know, cop cars all around. He's walking away from the officer but walking down the street has no weapon and they just shoot him in the back and he drops, you know, sh- why? Right. Y- you know, why, what, what, what was the danger? Think about the young man that was coming back from the store, you know, and someone called the police and said, it's a young guy walking with a hoodie on. What did he do? Right. It's not against the law to walk down the street with a hoodie on. So why would you even stop him? That's the thing that don't make sense to me is, why are you stopping me when I have broke no law? Right. 
That's right. And if I say to you, well, uh, uh, what are you stopping me for? And you don't tell me. See, they, they could have easily told a young man, we're stopping you because someone said this. Right. And then he could have just said, listen, I was at the store and I'm walking home. In the story. You don't have to ask me for ID because I'm walking home. Right. I haven't done anything. That's the thing that, you know, to me, it's like they don't see us as human. If a young white boy was walking home from the store, there's no way they would have treated him the same way. Oh, no. No, no. way they would have treated him the same way. You know, the, the, the black guy in South Carolina, you know, that, that got stopped for a taillight, remember? And he gets out the car and was running away. And the policeman just shoots him, boom, 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 as he's running away. And if it hadn't been for that young guy that had his phone out. You'd never heard about it. Right, because he lied and said the guy, you know, tried to attack him. Right. Let's think about it for a second. Why is it, uh, It's okay, He's he was not a fleeing felon, number one. But what the police always do is they try to dig up some stuff on you as if that's why they shot you. You know, and five years ago, he had a drug charge. So? I mean, <laughs> right. What's the guy? You didn't know that when you pulled him over. No. You didn't know what he had. Or he had some marijuana in his system. You didn't know that when they pulled, you know, you know like just like they did with George Floyd, you know. Uh, he had some, he had, his THC was at this high level. You didn't know that when you was choking him. Right. So why do you pull that stuff up? You know, I, I just think they don't see us as humans. I think they don't see black folks as humans. They say they do, but they don't. And when they say stupid stuff like, well, I got a black friend, my thought is, okay, yeah, you just showed you racist. Right. If you say to me, well, I don't see color, never have, you lying to me. How in the heck you going to not see color? I see color, right? You lying. Tell the truth. I really, I really, you tell me the truth. I hate y'all niggas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really tell me the truth. Right. I just don't think this is a human. I just really, and I'm going to tell you another reason why I think I, I think this is a human. Because you can go to the doctor and have a lot of pain, and you got to almost beg to get pain medication. Mm-hmm. Almost beg them because they act like they're black folk for some reason. Uh, you, you, you are the way to handle the pain. Why? They, they, yeah, think about how many white folk are addicted to opioids. Mm-hmm. Because and, where, you, and where to get them from. Because the doctors give them pain medication. Right. But they won't give us pain medication. Yeah. So that means they see us as being not human. Right. The only solution I've come up with so far is to move. <laughs> well, you know, that that might work in the short term. But if enough of us move, you know what? They'll come after us. They're going to, the way we move to, they're going to say, wait a minute, now one of y'all was our one thing. <laughs> That's you what know, I thought about with the what, everybody over here now. <laughs> I thought about that with the Indian reservations, like you know, because we just talk about that was in random conversations. Like black people just moved to Indian reservation, you know, it's not it's not governed by the United States. You go in and you get in, you know, you talk with the tribe, the chief, and you start building businesses and, and help the economy. They're gonna be happy. Yeah. You know, and eventually, you know, you're going to intermingle. So then everybody's going to be Indian. Yeah. You know, after what? Or everybody's going to be black. Oh, right. And then that's when the, I guess when the federal government come in and say, well, y'all no longer Indians anymore. So right. y'all are black. You see? 
<laughs> so y'all got to move. This the Blackfoot tribe now. <laughs> you know, this ain't the Apache tribe anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I wish I, I wish I, I wish I knew an answer. I don't. I'm gonna tell you. I just don't. I know some people say, you know, we're gonna, that we will someday be in a post-racial society. I, I don't think it'll happen until Jesus come back. I just don't. I just don't. And like I said before, if he come back and he black, they'll have to lock him up too. If that, that'll, <laughs> that'll be another reason for them to try to crucify him again. <laughs> that, as much as I would like to happen, I don't really think people are ready for that either, in all seriousness, for Jesus to come back. I, I don't, I think his disappointment mm-hmm. and anger, like, like one thing about when you had me read the Bible, mm-hmm. there is a big difference between God in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and Jesus in the New Testament. Right. I don't necessarily want God in the Old Testament. Get, when he got upset, everything got wiped out. Mm-hmm. It won't like a little bit. You know, it was like, you know what? He say, uh, Dr. Daniels, I need you to go down and wipe all them people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not some, all right, and yeah. then take over the land, burn it down all the way to the ground, and then now it's yours. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, it's like we're begging for that to happen again, you know. And I don't. And Jesus came to relieve us from that raft, that type of raft. But it's like we're not acting right as a people. Well, you, what you're saying is absolutely true. My faith is that we, if you do come back and do it. I won't be the recipient of his wrath. Yeah. You know, that because he he's already that's already been prophesied, right? In 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 Revelation that it's gonna happen. And those that are still clinging to the worldly ideas will just suffer the wrath, right? right. Um you're right, they ain't ready. The people who think they're ready aren't ready. Right. You, you I agree with you hundred percent. I just don't think we will become a post-racial society as long as um, we are not on the same wavelength in a lifestyle. And I, I'm saying religion, but you know, when you think about what religion truly is, it's a lifestyle, right? The acceptance that we're all created. You see, if all of us truly believe we had the same dad, mm. we wouldn't be racist. That's true. We may not like you sometimes. Right. We wouldn't be racist. You know. You know. Being a being a sibling of five. You know. I I I know that from personal experience because we believe we got the same dad. Right. So since that's the case, I don't dislike you because of your color. I don't dislike right. you know. I don't, none of that stuff because of your 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 um your gender. I don't dislike you because of that. Right. You know. Now I dislike you simply because of how you treat me. Only way it is. But we say we believe it, but we don't act like we believe it. That's why I say I think it's an issue of, of not seeing the person as a human. Because mm-hmm. if you truly saw me as a human created by God, you would treat me as one of God's creations. Right. They treat the dog better than treat us. They do. They, they truly do. Now, let me ask you this question. Which one, is, which one would be easier to fix the situation? Removing the devil out of it or bringing God into it? Bringing God into it. Because I say it this way. Because if God comes in, 
He will take care of all that which is not like him. Gotcha. So the answer that we what so basically what we, what we need to really be focused on is how how to bring God back into the fold of these type of um, conversations. Because at the end of the day, back in the '60s, there was a lot of activism, but it was two. You had Malcolm X and you had Dr. Martin King, mm-hmm. two religious lead, leaders. Right, right. Today, what's going on? You have lawyers, like. Like the one lawyer sat up there and talked the George Floyd's thing, and I'm like, okay, like let somebody else talk. And he talked, he kept saying, I'm gonna bring somebody up. And he never brought him up because he, you know, he kept talking, but this is a lawyer, not a religious leader. I'm not saying that Al Sharpton should be up there talking, mm-hmm. but I'm saying he at least is a religious leader. Like mm-hmm. when you bring stuff, when you bring God into things, I feel like it, it does get much easier. Right. Well, I'm saying it differently. I agree with you, but I'm saying it differently. I don't mean us bring God in. I mean God bring himself in. Tell me in, right. Because we are so imperfect, we will bring our imperfections in when we bring God in. But if God put brings himself in, there will be no room for imperfections. And he will take care of all that stuff itself. Again, just like daddy. See, it's, it's, it's one thing if I tell you, well, you know, Daddy wouldn't want you to do that. <laughs> right. Well, another thing, if Daddy step in and say, "Hey, don't be no fool now," right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that 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 that's that's what that's what I'm thinking about from that standpoint. Because I just don't trust us. Yeah. To do the right thing. Because we all have prejudices, and you know, if you would say who's prejudiced, I don't have a problem raising my hand because I know it's the truth. Right. You know why I know it's the truth? I can be sitting watching TV, right? Watching a game show. And it'd be two blacks on the prices right and one and four whites on the prices right. And guess who I'm rooting for? <laughs> the two blacks. I, I, I know nobody, right? <laughs> right? I don't get one dime. I don't care who wins. But right. I'm sitting there going, you know the answer. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just, you know, you watch a sporting event, right? All things being equal. Right. You know, we root for, you know, you root for those that are similar to you. So, I mean, I get that. But, but you ain't gonna go as far. But you like that. But you're not to the point where you're going to physically deny a person an opportunity based on their color. Right. And I'm not going to disrespect you because of right. You know, I'm not going to do that. But again, I'm just saying, in my own imperfections, if you know, right. th- that's just how we are, right? Right. Because black folks are like that with Larry Bird. Where Larry Bird's playing, ain't nobody will give him no respect. Right. Second retired boy, it was a bad white boy. But it's yeah, like you, you know, the ball was tough. Now. Right. <laughs> the ball was tough. Right. But you're right. When he was playing, whoever was playing against him, you room who was playing against him. Right. You know, when him and Magic was playing, you room for Magic all the time. You right. Know, room for Magic. But the boy, the boy won't no joke. No. It right, and it was, and what's ironic about all that is. I, because I was younger when when they was playing, I inadvertently missed how good he was because I was focused so much on the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, and you know the Showtime Lakers. I really won't paint it because I hated Boston so much. It's in somewhat for myself. The same thing happened with Michael Jordan. You know, like I disliked Michael Jordan. Because I hated the Bulls. Like if the Bulls was within five points and Jordan was on the team, and if it was in the fourth quarter, I, I, I turned the game off. I already knew that the Bulls going to win. I, I'll say 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> I 
they gonna win. <laughs> right. It's um it's just interesting how this how race plays a role in things. And I and I will say this. I really feel like like I agree with you. God stepping in here is the the best absolutely the best solution to this. Because the devil is is all inter, intertwined in all of this. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, if somebody was to come through the door right now and say, okay, CB, I want you to go speak, you know, you the next leader. And then I know within 20 minutes of that, an opportunity going to hit my door where I can get, like, $1.5 million if I go do this. So which one am I going to do? And I will honestly say, well, you know, black folks been in trouble for a minute. And I can't get them out. Let me take this 1.5. You know, it's like... Most people will take the payday. They're going to take the pay, Or even if, let's say if there was no payday involved, you're going to still think the same way you just thought. Right. You know what you're going to say? Black folk have been down so long. <laughs> I'm the leader now. Right. Yeah, I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to pick them, you know, and you're going to pick them up. And that's, I think, see, I think that's the inherent problem is that how do you get true equity? You know, how do you do that with people that are imperfect? Right. Because as much as I think I can be, you know, fair, my thought is going to be the hell we've been going through all this time. Right. You know, if it's like if I was a judge, for example, and black folk were coming through and I'd be like, nah, OK, um, you know, it's, it's all right. You, what you, how many people you kill? Five? If you, would they kill? That's all you kill with five? <laughs> two, two years for each one you kill, you know. Right. Because. Because you, you, you don't watch these other folk kill folk and they put them in a, you know, in a mental institution right. and they come out in 70 years, something like that. You know, um, I, and I'm going to give this example. I know we run out of time, so I'm going to a quick example. Just like I was on a, a, a jury one time, right? I'm on a jury. Black guy, um, he uh, stole some cigarettes out of food line. The cigarettes was, in a, it was they were, this is back before cigarettes was, you know, behind the counter. Mm-hmm. So they were in, in a shopping cart. And they was getting ready to, you know, put them on the shelves. Well, the guy just happened to be walking through the store, see the shopping cart, and grab the cart and ran out the store with it. Was going to try to run out and, and get away. Just so happened a policeman was in the parking lot. And so he ran out the store. The manager runs behind him and says, hey, stop him. The policeman stops him, okay? When the guy came to trial, he had been locked up at that time for about six months, right? There was two blacks on the jury, me and the other sister. We go out, you know, the judge told us to don't eat together. We go out and went to, went to, went to KFC and sat down and ate together. And I said, look here, ain't no way anywhere we're going to get up once in time. And she said, I'm agreeing with you all the way. What we going to do? I said, look, in my mind, to have stole the cigarettes, he has to have left the property. If he ain't left the property, he ain't stole them yet. So the way I look at it, they caught him too fast. <laughs> We come back in there, and we say, we think he's innocent. And I tell him why. The, the, um, the guy that's in, you know, what you call, the foreman looked at me and said, I can't believe you would say that. They caught him red-handed, and, they just, and people was getting fresh. I said, I don't care what y'all say. You can take him in the votes as you want. I'm not voting for guilty. Right. We argued back and forth for like five hours. Finally, the foreman said, you know what, how long have the boy been locked up? Six months? He said, well, he ain't going to get but six months. No way. Let's just let him go so we can go home. <laughs> Everybody voted, so they voted innocent. All right. When they voted innocent, his own lawyer was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't believe it. 
Judge even said uh, to, to the prosecutor, should I pull the jury? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could believe it. And the prosecutor just said, no, Your Honor. Why? Because he was black. Right. You know, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Was it the right thing to do? Who knows? But I'm just saying, right. you know, it's hard to, it's hard not like, to. Like that when James Whitson, um, remember back when he was at Florida State, he took the crab legs. Right. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, I had an employee once that had a charge on his record for eating grapes in the supermarket. Yeah. And, see, but and, I know, see, so you, you see so many, you see, you see so many things that people have done egregious against black folk that when you get a chance, you always say, you know what? I'm letting you go. You know, I'm letting you go. And that's why I'm saying as, as much as we would want to be equitable, I think it'll be hard. But anyway, that's my word. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.